0: LifeWay Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network G'day, I'm Scott Sanders I'm Derek Henner Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel center ministry every week now we're talking today about meetings derek you love meetings i've never met a man who loves meetings more than derek
1: oh, oh i am so enthusiastic about meetings. i would much prefer to be in a meeting than get something done absolutely <laughs> exactly i, in you fact, I think
0: right. you i think you're always saying that i would much rather be in this meeting than getting things done i regularly yes do. than
1: be productive that's exactly <laughs> right
0: now the one thing's brought to you thanks to geneva push the australian church planning network we're also part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network, so check out uh, our network page on iTunes to see a bunch of quality Christian podcasts. But for now, you press play on new staff rhythms. And uh, we do want to talk about meetings. Um, I, I'm, I agree with you, Derek. They're not one of my favourite things, but they are a necessary evil, and they're an important part of getting stuff done and, uh, and working through people. Uh, but today, we want to... We want to think about how COVID has impacted your regular staff rhythms of meetings, uh, one-to-one catch-ups.
1: Well, look, as we've just said, I, actually, I'm being a little bit facetious, um, I actually don't mind meetings. I hate excessive meetings. I hate meetings without a point. Um, they're the meetings that I really hate. So I hate waking up in the morning and looking at my calendar and just seeing back-to-back meetings, Well, I have no idea why someone does ask me to be in that place at that time. Or coming out the other end of it and just thinking, I, I don't know why I just wasted an hour or two hours of my life in that. But the reality is I recognise meetings are hugely important for teams. Hugely important for teams. Um, but the, where we need to move them it's from merely having meetings to understanding why we're having meetings and making those meetings effective uh, to do or where articulating they should do. Now, what they should do is not necessarily, as we'll kind of unpack, not necessarily, I'm not saying necessarily task-based outcomes for that. There might be other aspects to meetings, um, but it's recognising uh, why we're having the meeting is the key.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put in the show notes a link to a previous episode where we've unpacked sort of the different meetings that you can have. Uh, But just thinking about staff rhythms at the moment, what what does a sort of regular weekly staff rhythm look like for you as you lead the Geneva Push team?
1: Well, we have... uh, We'll touch on this again later, but Lencioni's kind of meeting structure is really helpful in this, the four ones. So we we do a kind of variation of that. We've been, particularly when uh, coronavirus uh, started and we needed to connect more quickly, we had those regular touch-ins daily. Um so there's daily kind of touch in meetings every day. It's just for for uh the exec team to know what was happening. We're all on the same page doing the same thing. But we found we did that as a staff team as well. So we the have a stand up
0: weekly... stand-up meeting, real quick, short, sharp, hey, what are you doing? What are you focusing on? Excellent, go. Yep.
1: Yep, absolutely. All on the same page. Uh we have a weekly staff meeting as well, um, or as Lindsay only calls it, kind of a tactical staff meeting. And that's to to talk about what's been happening during the week. Uh, and what we've been working on and what we're working on coming up, the, the slightly larger picture ones. Now, we've pivoted that meeting, um, and we can push into that a little bit later, but that has been one of the key things that we have adjusted in this uh, in this new era, the meeting type. Uh, third point is the ad hoc topical. So if we have a, a particular issue that we're pressing into, we would set out a couple of hours. So our coaching team, for example, um, has been meeting a little bit more regularly to push into some of the areas of coaching that are particularly relevant at the moment, um, and some issues. So it's kind of ad hoc meeting. And then we have the quarterly offsite meeting, uh, where no one's going offsite at the moment. Uh, so we're all sitting in the same chairs, so it should be the quarterly same chair meeting. But that is to pull the whole team together, talk about the last three months, pray uh, for the network, pray for each other, see how people are going, and plan for the next three months. So it's it's a much more strategic big picture meeting.
0: So you've That's got everything. the the regular daily quick short sharp stand-up, the regular weekly tactical where you've got a longer longer period of time, then you've got the purposeful, we're going to be talking about this topic meeting, and then the final one is that quarterly. What... What are some key principles that you use in thinking about just meetings? You've already talked about must have a why, must have a purpose. Uh, What else, what else sort of drives as you think about meetings?
1: Well, if I push into particularly the context we're in at the moment, um, the importance of meetings is um, some of the key principles are, is there's, there's going to be conflict at the moment. And conflict is actually really hard in this current environment. Um, so we are, we're sinful, that's our theological conviction. We are sinful, we're broken. Uh, we can be misunderstood as well in different contexts. So one of the things that meetings do, does is pull people into a context where they can work through that stuff. So we, we know there's going to be conflict. Um, things change as well. So uh, we make plans and things change. So there needs to be a context in which we have that conversation around how do we adapt to the new reality. Uh, that we have we've got limited understanding of the data we make decisions but we need moments where we can connect and realign together so we're all not heading off in different directions um look we're robots as, we're not robots as well we're in the you maybe some of us are who knows um uh, we're not robots and so we actually need connection with other people and this is the key thing for this moment and so that connection at this point in time is hugely important. And so we need to rethink our meetings around the connection, not just the tasks at the moment, the people connecting. So how do we do that, Um, adjusting expectations on that, uh, and as well, we need context for forgiveness and growth and appreciation of, of gifts as well. So when we talk meetings, maybe not the the forgiveness area. Maybe it's more one-on-one meeting with someone, but it's still a meeting. We still need to schedule those in in order to reset, reconnect, have the hard words. So as we're, we're thinking through the principles of meetings, we are thinking about connecting people around a goal, but connecting people in that.
0: That's really helpful. Uh, you, you talk about conflict change, uh, connection, importance of connection, and then context for forgiveness, growth, and appreciation of gifts. I want to come back to how you're tweaking that and how you're thinking about that in the context of uh, COVID-19. Uh, but before that, I want to unpack the toolbox. Uh, I know some of you people out there, this is your favourite part of the uh, of our time together. So let me uh, point you to a few resources. Uh, Derek's laughing. You can't see that. <laughs> Uh, the first resource is uh, Lenciani's book, Death by Meetings. Uh, that's a great book. And we'll also put a link to the uh, episode resource where we unpack that in a little bit more detail. Uh, Derek, there's a couple of helpful, really technical tools. So Slack and Monday. Tell us w- why is Slack uh, helpful for meetings? Why is Monday helpful for meetings?
1: Well, we have in Geneva, we work in quite a distributed environment and so people are all over the country. And one of the things that we miss about not being in the same office is that um, kind of the water cooler conversation Mm -hmm. that over, over over the petition conversations. So what Slack does is a couple of things. One is it allows us to have those conversations. So you may not be directly involved in discussion or having, but you can overhear it on Slack and see it as you would in a novel office environment. So it's the sharing of that anecdotal information uh, and the the co-location of of decision-making that you want other people to be aware of and be able to track back and find. So that's really helpful for Slack. Um, Monday, or there's other ones like Asana or Trello or whatever else you want to use, project management, of tools interact with that in slack is a great conversation piece tool but things can easily get lost in there and so what monday or trello or asana does we use monday uh, it uh helps you align the things and know what everyone is working on at any point and align your goals we call okrs objectives key results outputs whatever you want to call them just so we all know we're working on the same thing we know where each other is up to uh, and so it's it's a place that we can all go to. So that's our Slack and Monday Drake.
0: That's really helpful. The, the final resource is uh, Manager Tools. They do some great posts, but they've got a, a great, helpful resource on how to manage during COVID, and we'll provide a link in the show notes there.
1: Right, that's really helpful, Scott. We're just going to throw to Mike Sams who's going to talk a little bit about online consults to help you guys as your leading churches and ministries think into this space.
0: Hey, I'm Mike, one of the church consultants for Reach Australia. To help your church during this time, we've started offering free 30-minute online church consultations. We can help particularly think through a 90-day plan, making disciples, improving online gatherings, and even your care support plans. To book yours, go to reachaustralia.com.au Now, as I said uh, you know, COVID has brought about uh, change. Uh, we caught up with Stu Starr, who's the pastor at uh, New Life uh, Anglican Church, caught up with him this week and uh, and asked him what he was doing differently.
2: One of the things I've been reflecting on is that uh, it's really hard to plan and, and do all your strategy and strategic work and all that sort of stuff at this point in time. I also recognize that these guys are force multipliers they 're out there doing the ministry on the front line, and so the basic tweak i 've done is to focus the staff meeting far more on our engagement with the word, um, how care for one another pastorally, and then spending extended time in praying for one another it 's not that we don 't talk about operational things and it 's not that we didn 't talk about pastoring and, and and looking at the word before. But really, I guess, I guess I'm guess i saying I've lowered the expectation of what can be achieved in our staff meeting and really focused on how do I care for our team in the midst of this crisis on the basis that they'll be showing care, lots of it, costly ways, um, out and beyond our team meeting. And so, yeah, I guess a shift uh, more to the pastoral rather than the strategic. And <laughs> that not, might not be all good and it might not be how we do it forever. But certainly in this initial phase, Um, as everyone has been just stretched to the limit, uh, really just trying to care for uh, for our staff team. So that's another change that we've made uh, here at New Life.
0: Well, that was great to hear from Stu Starr. Derek, how are you tweaking your meetings sort of post-COVID?
1: Yeah, look, I want to give a shout-out to Gus McHale, our Ops Manager at the moment, uh, because he's really thoughtful with this stuff as well. Um, One of the things that Stu said in that, Uh, meeting that little clip there was so helpful about recognizing two things. Let me say what he said. One is adjusting expectations, what you can achieve in meetings. And I think actually think that's true of all of life at the moment. We've all got to readjust our expectations, what we can achieve during the day, during the week, during the month. You know, if you're homeschooling kids at the moment, boy, oh boy, do you need to readjust your expectations, what you can achieve. Mm -hmm. But even in those meetings as well, where you're not face to face with people, um, where people are exhausted about being on Zoom meetings, just realising what you can achieve and what you need to do. So that's the second thing that she really helpfully pointed out: that actually these meetings are about connecting and caring for people, seeing how they're going. As Christians, we want to say how you know how are they filling their tank, how are they being driven back to the Word and prayer, how has their spiritual vitality, how is the staff team going? That so creating meetings that push into that area and create the connection. So one of the things that Gus has been doing in our meetings is orienting uh, some of the meetings around fun aspects of connecting people. Now, is that productive for us getting our work done? Well, at some level, no, it's not in any way productive because it's actually not pushing us forward in any of the things we've identified on Monday that we need to do, but what it is doing is giving people a release, giving people connection, helping people feel part of the team. And therefore, as well, I would argue, actually, we all will be more productive because we are connected to one another. It makes the task conversation much more manageable and puts it in a context of actually enjoying being part of the team. And so pushing into connecting and caring for people, praying for one another, asking how we're doing, that needs to be. Much more at the front again. As Stu said, not that you don't do it at other points, but it needs to be much more at the front of those weekly connections than it, than it previously is. And there's
0: a there's a realization that there is a loss of that. You know, ordinarily you'd come into the office and uh, and that you know you'd you'd muck around, you'd, you'd ask how your weekend was, you'd you'd say what are you having for lunch today, or you'd, you'd be about to see that. But we we have to be intentional about creating those opportunities now because we're stuck in this. Home Office context where we actually don't get a chance to see each other so so what uh, that, that's really helpful have fun um, you know create opportunities for uh, meaning meaningful connection uh, and see see the importance of that as a leader as well I think is what, is what i 'm hearing you say as well what what else uh, what other sort of things are you changing are you are you still having a you know a face to face quarterly staff meeting
1: well you're supposed to be coming to that so <laughs> I'm hoping that you know the answer to that question um, yeah, well, we're not having a face-to-face one. That would be great, though, wouldn't it? That is one of the things, this, is, this whole isolation has pushed us towards, the, the recognition, oh, it to be good, to get together face-to-face. Oh, we always
0: have great lunches there, and that's what I always look yep. forward to. And then we introduced a breakfast last time, and I was like, that's one of the few times I'm getting bacon at the moment. That would have been great. Um.
1: Well, well, that's my tip. Eat more bacon. Um, but look, yeah, we are going to do a retreat, we're going to adjust it for a whole number of reasons. We're going to do a half day rather than a full day, um, staff quarterly. And uh, we're going to try and mix it up during it. So we've got to be more thoughtful about when we allow people to have a bit of a release, uh, when we, we need them to engage, how we use breakout rooms, all those kind of things. But uh, we are going to do it. We're just going to do it differently. But here's, here's some thoughts on kind of um, meetings and more practical things. Can I throw them out there now? Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just thinking through, uh, Google has a great feature where you can feature, you can set 45 minute meetings. And so if you're doing back to back meetings, I want to encourage you to use that feature. Do 45 minute meetings. And that gives you 15 minutes to get up, stretch your legs, you know, do whatever else you need to do instead of having back-to-back because it can be exhausting doing that. Um, uh, do, if you're running a team as well, do nice things for the team. Think about, you know, could you get Uber Eats, if you're comfortable doing that, could you get Uber Eats sent to everyone in the team at the same time? So everyone is having a large, big Mac meal at Scotland. Can we, can
0: we do that this week, please?
1: We, we can do that this week. We'll do it. In fact, I'm ordering it right now as I speak. (laughs) Um, yeah. So do things for the whole team. So people have a common point of connection as well. Um, as you're thinking through how to how to do team meetings as well just have little moments as well we mentioned before of connection and fun so what's that thing that we've been doing on
0: we've done scriblio we've done kahoot uh, and and there've been both some great online games but there's lo- there's loads of those sort of online games out there
1: yeah and, yep, and I, you know you know
0: what i my my reflection on that with the other day like i am i'm am super competitive right so i hate i hate losing at anything but the reflection, like I, I got absolutely owned in Scribbly uh, Pictionary game, and and what was interesting was that the the visual people came out, and so for me, I came away as that going, wow, as a team, here's here's the strengths. You can clearly see the strengths of two or three of our members. They, you know, they were they were excellent, and and their use of words and understanding language, that's a real strength for them. Me, ter- ter- terrible, I was down the, down on the bottom of the list, and so uh, you know, so. Those games can also give you an appreciation of your team and give you an understanding that, again, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that opportunity to uh, to see.
1: Yeah, it's good. And so with, with as well, Zoom meetings, um, online meetings, whatever you're using at the moment, just recognise that it's exhausting doing it and people are doing it all the time. So if you're leading a team, Paul Harrington, I, I heard talking about this the other day, he said that he's encouraging people within the, the Trinity Network. Obviously, there's grace. People don't have to do it. But he's encouraging them to have uh, two or three days where they do not have Zoom meetings. That's a significant, that's a significant commitment there. But it's a recognition there is fatigue of this online meetings. Doing it seven or eight hours a day is exhausting.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of the show. So Derek, what's the one thing people should be taking away when it comes to thinking about new church staff rhythms? If you're leading a team at this point, what you
1: want to be pushing into is not just thinking about getting things done, although that's an aspect to it, but actually the primary thing you need to be thinking about at the moment in order to care for the individuals and the team as a whole is how you nurture the connection with each other and their own individual vitality, pushing their relationship with Jesus, how they're caring for and connecting one another in order that we come out of the end of this, not merely having got stuff done, but it should be strong in our own relationship with Jesus being connected more as a team and wanting to continue the mission after isolation lists.
0: Great. Thanks, Derek. If you've liked what you've heard today on the one thing, we'd appreciate it if you take a moment just to rate us on uh, iTunes uh, and share it uh, with uh, your ministry mates. Uh, also we're doing you know a bit more of a weekly record at the moment. So we'd love you to jump on our Facebook page, ask your questions because we will be able to probably, get back to those and, and have a, an episode responsive to uh, to your questions. So if you've got questions, if there's issues that are burning for you at the moment, uh, jump on our Facebook page and ask us.
1: That's all from us. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. I'm Derek Hanna.
0: I'm Scott Sanders. Chat we'll soon.
1: soon.